Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC. I'm fired up about these local fights. We have to get into more of them, get the radio station into more of them so we can shine a light. Did you say Reese is here? Reese Hopkins, hi there. Hi, sir. Before we do you, let's uh, do Bob and Cromwell, okay? We'll chat with him for a Absolutely. minute. You want to help me? I want to stay on the subject. I, I love this story. Good. Bob, go ahead. you got me and Reese. All right. Thank you, Todd. Uh so I just wanted to touch base real quick about that. The uh, the location in Cromwell, what they're proposing to put this, is right next to two of the schools here in town and a very large park where a lot of the uh, Little League baseball, soccer teams play. It's a full park where a lot of people hang out uh, pretty much year-round. Uh, the street that its trucks are going to be coming in and out of, it's a two-lane street that's barely big enough to get a couple cars by. So... Uh, I think, you know, you talk about people in getting involved to uh, kind of shut this thing down. I think it is a good idea to call the, uh, I believe it's a Republican-led uh, town council in here in town. So uh, it would be nice to get some people on board to hear, have their voices heard about this. Do you have any contacts uh, within that community you just described, those elected officials? I do not personally have any contact with them. How about Republican Town Committee? You know, anybody involved with that? I, I don't. It's a small town council um that, that's elected. It's it's a small town, obviously. Yep. I think you probably know Cromwell's a pretty small town. So, um, you know, I think that the mayor was newly elected uh, last last year, I believe, maybe two mm -hmm. years ago. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but I think this would be a good opportunity to uh, have him take con some control of his town and um, maybe, you know, voice his concerns about bringing this into town. Is the mayor elected from the city council? Is it that kind of? I mean, from the town council? Is it a weak, weak mayor system? No, I believe I believe the uh, the the town votes on the mayor. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, that is my belief of it anyway. All right. Anything else you want us to know, Bob? 
No, that was it. Just want to voice my opinion about that as well. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thanks for the call. Any thoughts on that, Reese? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm interested in finding out what is the importance of this area in particular. Oh, it's a location. Group. I think access to uh, two highways that are okay. that, that are right there, and and so so I, you know, if you were to look at the map, I did as a as a developer. Then and and you say where would be a great place to have a warehouse? I think that's how they probably start, and they find an intersection of a couple of highways going you know north, south, east, west, and then you say good, we got that covered, and there's guess what? There's a big piece of land there. Oh, so there's uh, you know there's wetlands. We can get around that, and they just start rolling in with disproportionate amounts of money. I mean, I'm just this is off the top it's- of my head what I figure the physics of it is. Yeah, no, no, and you make a lot of sense in, in in that regard as to how this came about and why this is probably going to go through to some degree unless people on the ground or there's a groundswell of uh, people who fight back on this thing. I think like I just read that the uh, crowdfunding to stop this is up to like $13,000, but I'm looking also at the map of where they want to put this, and it's mm-hmm. near uh, 91 right, right off the Hartford and Middlesex uh, yep county line and i'm looking at this and i'm going okay what would be the one thing that would stop all of this there's only one and it this is just my personal view i think that there are some some conservatives that may have to um dig deep into the climate change and global warming and uh you know you'd have to you could harness that movement the energy of that movement to absolutely drive this but there's also the um it doesn't have to be that grand it could because there are wetlands issues and right and you're bringing all those trucks into i mean if you just heard bob's description of the the infrastructure let's let's grab another call reese we've got uh, gary on the line gary you're on wtic uh, hello. Yes. So I'm a retired developer, and I can, I think, kind of shed some light on Ooh, the process. Oh, good. Please. So the first issue is you have to look at what is the underlying zone for the property. And the zone is what the town has determined they want to have in that location. So mm-hmm. you have industrial zone, you have multifamily zone, you have, mm-hmm. retail, uh, you have residential zone. Mm-hmm. So if the property is zoned for industrial warehouse, then the town has, in their t- town plan, which they do every 10 years, well before any developer shows up, That's right. they kind of plan out the town, the future growth, and whatnot. And so if the property is zoned for industrial warehouse, then there, there really is uh, uh, much less of an argument uh, from the opposition. Now, really? Just like that? I not mean, really. What if, what if they're thinking well, about... Uh, uh, 10,000-square-foot warehouse well, instead I, of a 1 I, I million actually, square foot. Well, I actually... So, when something is zoned, it's not just zoned uh, uh, industrial. There's there's uh, limitations on how much of it can have be pavement, how much can be building, how much has to be uh, impervious area. So all that is determined, and, and it's based on the size of the property. So the, if, the, if the developer is coming in and saying, we want to change the zone, which mm-hmm. is which is in essence saying that we want to change the rules, then I think the neighbors have a really good argument. Mm-hmm. And I they think... want to say, well, you know, the, they're allowed a million by the zone because there's a formula of so many square foot per acre, but we want to change the rules so and make it less. So right. the first thing you got to, I think, determine is the property zone 
are they proposing a proper use for mm-hmm. that zone as determined by the planning department? And it, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't have to do with payoffs or corruption or whatever, because this is all determined on a grand scheme for the entire town. It's called the plan of development. And towns are required to do this every 10 years. All right, Gary, hold on one second, Gary. Reese, did you want to say something? Yeah, because he's absolutely right. So when I used to work for U-Haul as an area field manager, any time a private business wanted to be a U-Haul dealer, we had to follow the guidelines the caller's talking about. And if the town was a business site or an industrial site, like if you were an industrial site, you could be a U-Haul dealer. Like you can rent trucks from that area. But if you were a business site, you don't have the permit. Now, there were some companies in or around town that were able to rent trucks out of their dealership, even though they were zoned as a business location. How they got around it was always payola, always. And I dealt with plenty of companies that that did that. So everything he's talking about is 100% right. But what these people with the... The advocates who are trying to get this stopped, they can go online and look at the zoning of that region and mm-hmm. find out whether or not an industrial plant of any sort can be on that property. Well, and yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they're well into that, and I just didn't know enough to ask that kind of question because I'm, I'm not familiar with this kind of thing. But, 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 Gary, if there's – say there is zoning that allows this kind of property, but that was a gross mistake because people liked the idea who were in the decision-making position mm-hmm. – of putting together a plan that was inappropriate for the town based on on how it would impact the residents and and impact the the infrastructure and the town wasn't paying enough attention you know the town's people weren't alerted to the hazard this represented well there's a couple of things number one is typically the staff will help the planning and zoning commission or the planning commission which are made up of citizens of the town Mm -hmm. either either elected officials so you have elected representatives deciding what is the grand scheme of the town? Where should we have our recreation? Where should we have our residential neighborhoods and so forth? Mm-hmm. And so you have uh, elected officials in, or appointed. So, uh, so planning commissions are either elected by the public, they run every so many years, or they are appointed by typically the mayor or the first selected. Appointed so, as in volunteers, or do you mean professional people? No, they're all... No, they're all the, Boards are all volunteers, typically. So they're just people in town who are concerned about the town and volunteers. Willing to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, you could have a dentist, you could have a veterinarian, you could have an accountant, and they're just regular citizens. And what they do is they rely on their staff, which is typically a town employee. For 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 giving them the briefing like you're giving us right now. Well, they, yeah, they'll have a mass, they'll have some type of degree, bachelor's or master's degree in planning, and so yep. they'll basically put together a plan uh, based on uh, industry standards, and then they present it to this elected board or appointed board, um, which are manned by people from within the community, and then they decide whether or not they want to do this. So what I'm saying is, if the property is zoned for this and it's a proper use. Yep. then I right. think the argument is not really as one-sided as they, it might appear. If the property is not zoned for it, then there's a real issue. And, this is, and the reason is, when you buy a house, right, if you, if you look and you say, well, all the property around me is zoned residential, and that's why I'm here, because I want to be in a residential neighborhood. Correct. And, or, but if someone bought, you do that, and then they change the zone right. on you, 
and you're and that's not what I would consider fair. And I think there's really legitimate uh, issues regarding that not being fair. But if you bought a piece of property and you and the property was zoned industrial across the street, yeah, or then you then you bought that hazard. Then you then you bought into that. And you might even gotten the property for for less money. So so there's a lot. There's a lot of rules and regulations yeah. that go Gary, let, let Reese ask you a question here. Because I've, oh, I ahead. experienced this, like I said, uh, aforementioned the, the whole U-Haul thing. We had a, a person who wanted to uh, rent U-Hauls out of his establishment. He was a business location, not an industrial. They were willing to forego his uh, business zoning and allow him by paying $16,000 to be reviewed, which he would not get back even if they denied him. But if he was then allowed to do it, they'd take his $16,000, and then they would make, uh, they would, in essence, put provisions on what he had to do to the property in order to be a U-Haul dealer, like put up trees, build a, you know, uh, put a sidewalk down, things like and that. And what's your what point you about this, Reese? My, my, my question is, is, if this isn't zoned, is it a possibility that they could have paid to get it zoned? Gary, just give us a quick answer because we've uh, got to move on. <laughs> you would you would you would file an application with the town to rezone the property to whatever use you want to do. Exactly. Otherwise, you'd have what's called a non-conforming use, which is not allowed in the state of Connecticut. So you have to go in and ask the town to rezone the property if it's not the, pres- the presently the proper zone. Gotcha. Gary, thank you so much for your time and, and your insights. All right, Reese Hopkins is here, as you've been hearing, Reese on the radio.com. Reese, you're going to be doing some fill-ins over the next week or so. Tell us about that. Yeah, tomorrow I'm filling in for Pastor Will, which I, I love doing, and uh, I totally am happy to have the opportunity. And next week I'm going to be filling in for someone new, and that's uh, Tom Shattuck. I'll be filling in for him all week next you mean week, that's a slot you haven't done i haven't done yet before. yeah it's new for me so i haven't done that slot yet so have i feel you like been, i've done uh, everything. taking your goofy pills so you can slip into the the uh, shattuck kind of mood not well let's just say i've been doing my research on how shattuck runs his show cool <laughs> he's got a very dynamic and exciting show so i do be, he does you'll be a good fit for it i think i'm not going i'm not bringing the um the what's name is significant other on though i'm not going to do that <laughs> You, you know, you, there might be something about the time slot that just forces you into it. You might find by the end of the week that you're you're bringing all the family you can can round up in. We fight enough at home over politics. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to do that. I here. know. Can you imagine trying to integrate that? That sounds terrible. Do you have one of those situations at home where, um, like, you're on one side of Trump and she's on the other? Well, I'll give you an example of what happened this morning. Out of nowhere, she says... I can't believe that some women were out there saying they voted for Donald Trump because he's a businessman. And I looked at her and I said, you thought that was strange? And she goes, yeah, that's just strange. You vote for him because he's a businessman? I looked at her and I said, well, do you think it's as bad as people who voted for Barack Obama because he was black? I mean, if we're tossing stones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, why do you always have to bring it back to Obama? I'm just like, we're, you know, it's called compare and contrast for a reason. Yeah. yeah. It's compare and contrast for a reason. If you think that electing a guy because he's a businessman is off the beaten path, a guy's skin color's got to be. You well, know. how about we elect people because they've uh, spent so many years in Congress? Yeah. I mean, I've, what does that prepare you for in terms of leadership? <laughs> Nothing. It, there's no leadership in being in Congress. Yeah, so we, we go through that argument, and that was an argument that um, 
that lasted for about 20 minutes. Um, but, yeah, we, we get into that often. We try not to have conversations about politics. Right now we're still trying to get me to wash dishes. That's a Well, that sounds like you, you'd best get on that one. Not happening. So, so tomorrow, <laughs> Reese is filling in for Pastor Will, and then next week for Mr. Shattuck, who I guess yep. is taking a week off, which is uh, unfortunate, but it's good news that we get to listen to you, Reese. I, it's my pleasure to do it, man. I, I, I thank everybody at TIC for a, such a warm welcome they've given me and uh, th- them listening. As I say on my podcast, radio is free, so we thank you for paying attention. So, Reese Hopkins, we will be listening. Stay with us. We've got some good stuff coming up. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.